Thank you for joining us on the Bethel Church Podcast, a weekly podcast designed to help you connect, love, disciple, and serve in the places you live, work, and play. Hosted by Pastor Jeremy Dean and Josh Consalvo, together they share in a discussion on the matters of life, faith, and doing ministry. To learn more about Bethel Church, you can visit lovingbethel.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome everyone back to the Bethel Church Podcast. This is the second week we are back with our Prayer Care Share series. And this week we are going to be jumping into the care of it all. Um, I am Josh Consalvo alongside of Jeremy Dean. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I am doing great today. Glad to be back with you. Yeah, I am glad to be back. I'm glad that this podcast is is back. It's been like I said, it's been a while since we've been able to do it, and it's always fun to get behind the mic and chit-chat for a little bit. I do want to give credit to our opening podcast music. Uh, a friend of mine, his name is Jacob Robinson, he composed that music for us, and we're very thankful for that. But it had me thinking, um, what music have you been listening to lately, Jeremy? And I'll answer the question for myself as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you in a funny way. So my kids... I introduced them to Skillet, and now they're they're really pumped up. We're going to try to go to a Skillet concert, the whole Winter Jam. I'm they're, going to be, they're probably going to be a Winter in, Jam. In they March, are. yeah, that's going to be in Greenville, so we're planning on doing that. But every day, my son comes and takes my phone away from me and listens to Skillet or Family Force 5, this Chainsaw song. Man, it takes me back to my youth ministry days, <laughs> for sure, but it's uh, it's, a, it's a little overdone. Uh, for me, though, when I, when I pick something up, man, I guess I, I still am a Crowder fan. I like Crowder. I like his new CD. Um, and so it's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's funny that chainsaw song. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know for sure when that came out, I'll have to look, but I feel like it was when I was at least in college, if not high school. Cause I remember the students in my youth group being obsessed with it and all, and it was so, it's so ridiculous. That song, <laughs> like I, it's so ridiculous that the, everything about, I mean, not, not the throw shade at family force five or, Specifically them, but it's so hokey. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But what I've been listening to, a couple things. Uh, in the in the non-worship music um, side, I'm a big fan of just like generic pop music. And for whatever reason, and, and some of it's bad. Some of it's like bad musically. Um, but, but one artist that I really enjoy is Charlie Puth and... If you don't know him by name, I'm sure you've heard some of his songs on the radio or whatever. But he has, um, he is he is very very talented. He has perfect pitch, which is the ability to like if I just went to a, a piano and hit a note on it, you, he could tell you what that note was, and that really informs his music. So he has really interesting melodies and really interesting harmonic ideas, all wrapped around like generic pop music. So I've been listening to him a lot lately, but the um, one or two songs I've been listening to in the in the worship world lately, and this was inspired by when our students went to Winter Conference in January, um, it's a song called, oh, it's going to escape me, um, uh, My King Forever. It's uh, Yeah, it's My King Forever. I forget who sings it, but it's a, look it up on YouTube. It's a, it's a newer worship song. I'm hoping to eventually uh, bring that to the church at some point. Um, but that's that song in particular, in particularly that and Sea of Victory by Elevation are two songs that have been kind of with me for the last little bit. So this is, this, I figured we'd start off the podcast just kind of 
you know, just a random icebreaker type question <laughs> as opposed to just kind of getting right into the business of it all, which, you know, we sometimes do. So maybe maybe we'll keep doing that. <laughs> That's good stuff. So what, what are we going to be talking about today, Jeremy? Yeah. So last episode we were talking about, we started off this prayer, care, share discussion, and we focused in on the priority of prayer. And really it kind of comes down to how, how we do mission. In fact, prayer, care, share is kind of the framework we use as a church. Uh, to engage in mission and uh, to connect, to love, to disciple, and serve. That's the mission of our church. And it really starts with prayer. And so today we're going to focus on care. And, and what, what, what does that second step really look like? And, and what does it really mean to care for others? And, and, and really it's just um, simply showing love and kindness to other people. Uh, I mean, it's biblical. Jesus, you know, when he was asked the question, um, you know, what are the, what's the greatest commandment? Uh, he, he said that to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's the first, right? And then the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And it's, 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 it's really, it, that is such a beautiful verse. Um, even the world can get on board with the idea of loving our neighbor, and, and that's really what this whole care is all about. It's we've been praying for opportunity, for workers. We've been praying for needs. Maybe in your own prayers, you've, you've identified certain people around you uh, in your neighborhood, at work, wherever it may be that you are specifically praying for. A while ago, we, were, we, we had the who's your one emphasis, and we still do that, you know, where you're praying for the one person you know who is far from God. Um, but now care is, okay, identifying ways to actually love on them, to show kindness to them, to uh, invest in them in some ways. And so we want to unpack ways to do that, uh, maybe some obstacles that come around with that and why we sometimes say no to it and just don't do it. Yeah, I, I think that the, the basis of everything that we do as a church and a lot of times the basis for everything we do as people is based around uh, a love for whatever that may be, a love for the things you're doing, a love for the people around you. And so how can we, as a church on mission, um, care for the people that we want to make into disciples? That sounds like a very, um, you know, project-minded, like, oh, this person is my project, this person is the, I, you know, I, I'm going to try and change them or whatever. But it, it is truly from a foundation of love, um, and that love ultimately comes from the Father. So I think that this love and care informs a lot of the things that we say and do. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I plugged this particular study in the last episode, the Engagement Project, and that's the whole idea of loving your neighbors really the basis for that that study. So again, if you haven't if you haven't uh, checked out the Engagement Project, I'd I'd encourage you to do that. We can we can help you get connected to it at the church. But um, but but it's, it's not. It's not like you said. It's not that we're we're making people into projects because if if I love my neighbor and I invite them over to have dinner or to hang out and just spend time together or go play golf or whatever it is that we do, if I spend time with my neighbor, if they never become a follower of Christ, even though I'm praying to that end, even though I'm trying to make the most of opportunities to share with them, I'm still going to love them. I mean, that's what we're called to do. He did not say love your neighbor as long, you know, as long as they become a Christian. You know, he didn't say right. that at all. I mean, he said love your enemies at one point, right? You know, so um 
Um, we we want to find in this whole idea of care. We want to find ways to overcome the prejudices, overcome the, the the project mentality, and simply love those around us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like I said, it informs it informs how we live our lives. Uh, the the way we love is you know an outpouring of what's within. And I think that ultimately, you know, you were going to overflow the things that, that, that we love and care for. And that's, you know, if you, I've said this before on the podcast, but if you have an intention to do something, uh, you're going to do it. And so if we intend to love people truly in our hearts, that's going to come out in, in, in how we act. So uh, I see you already flipping in your Bible where, um, Uh, give us some scripture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm going to a common passage when it talks about love, right? This might, might've been, it might've been read at your wedding. Um, but first <laughs> Corinthians 13, right? But the question just came to my mind, you know, Josh, that, 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 um, do we as a church love people better than the world loves people? You know, and, and I really believe that Jesus, I mean, the Jesus is maybe not the church, but Jesus loves people people better than anybody does right. and we ought to pattern and model the way we love people after how jesus loves yeah people. And, and a lot of times that even gets weaponized because you know we sometimes do a really bad job yes. of modeling the love that jesus modeled in the bible i think the world can get behind that easily that yes. jesus was a very loving person yeah absolutely and i've met a lot of people who have become disenfranchised from the church or disconnected from the church because at one point their experience was an unloving church and, and so, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul describes love this way. He says, love is patient and kind, right? Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. You know, a, a good exercise is everywhere you see the word love in verses four through seven, replace it with your name and see how well you match up. Mm. You know, and that's 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 a humbling thing to do. Um, and and but one way that we love or Jesus loves differently than the way the world describes love is that we actually tell the truth. You know, we love people enough that if they're in the wrong, if, if there's sin in their lives, if there's temptations they're giving into, if there's ways that they're going that are wrong, we don't, we don't, we, we, we love them enough to tell them the truth, but in a gentle way, not in a way to, to judge and, 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 and bear down on them, but in a way that we genuinely care for them. Yeah. And, and, and I hope that, um, you know, that does not, that, that inherently does not give you a license to go um, condemning sin off the bat because uh, that is not loving. Um, I think that this is, you know, as a part of the process of love is is that is that and that is that is where the, the difference is. And that's where things get really difficult, I think, for us as believers, because we hold fast to the truths of the scripture and we so quickly want to and I so quickly want to judge and condemn and. And well, that sounds really harsh, but like, you know, point out the sin um, because we know, you know, there's light at the other side. But that that's a longer process that that we need to get into in terms of caring and loving. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's why Jesus and, and God himself is all about relationships. Like if you just met someone, you don't go calling them out on <laughs> right. things. Right. Relationships matter. I mean, God sent Jesus and he came in the flesh to have a to be among us, to be with us, to have that relationship with us. And so relationships matter. 
Um, and we need to build that trust and, and, and really love people. And it takes time and it takes investment and there's going to be failures and there will be, there will be successes, you know? And, and sorry that I'm going to go on this tangent, (laughs) but I just thought of this, like, that's why social media is so, so can be so toxic. It's not always that way. I, you know, I use it for a number of different things, but if you go to like any popular anything page and you scroll through the comments, it is the most unloving place Mm. like on the internet. And I think that sometimes, you know, and I've been guilty of it. I'm sure people listening have been guilty of it, of just like spewing your opinion onto a comment, hitting send and not thinking about where's the love behind this. And, and you may think it's like an anonymous place or it's a, it's just the internet or it's just Facebook, but it, it, it's not. And it's the same thing because Jesus was about relationships. And if you're engaging with somebody that you have zero relationship with other than your Facebook friends, um, that is not a healthy place to start a difficult dialogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we want to build that relationship. We want to have those conversations and get to know people and love people. And so when we're, we're talking here, you know, at Bethel Church and in our community here in Oakway and Westminster and, and surrounding areas, you know, how do we care for people? You know, specifically the church, and you were kind of alluding to it a moment ago, talking about uh, you were kind of getting at how we're um, structured even as a church with our Bethel ministry teams. You know, we have early childhood. Who do they care for? They care for families with young children, right? Our elementary ministry team, they care for families with elementary kids, right? Our middle and high school. I mean, you get the idea. We are caring specifically for these families, these kids, uh, and, and, and we want to do whatever we can to show them love and to show them kindness and, and to model the way that Jesus loved them. And I think we do a really good job of that uh, in a number of ways that we're not perfect for sure. But I think that on the, the big structure standpoint, we do a good job of caring for the families, the, the ministry teams that are ministering to specific groups of people in our church. But I also think, um, and I see this almost every day, you know, in the office or in, in, you know, in the church life here that like on individual levels, we do a really good job of caring for people. Um, I wrote this in my notes, so I wanted to, I wanted to share this, um, to, you know, give, you know, a shout out where it was necessary back over the summer. And I'm sure this happened to you too. Um, Back over the summer, I got sick with this virus you may have heard of. And I don't every, know what this virus is. What are you talking about? I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I, did, I did get it um, over the summer. But And every single day that I was um, that I was stuck in bed, bored, uh, I got a text from Christy Peters. Every single day that was like, I'm just being the mama bear today. How are you feeling? And, you know, she may have thought that like she was being annoying, but, you know, just being her motherly self that she is. But to me, it was like such a caring thing. And I, and I, in a sense, almost like looked forward to that text every day that was like, how are you feeling today? And I'd be like, I'm doing better, Christy. I'm doing great. You know, and, and I think, and, and I see that in our church, not just with that, that situation, but with all kinds of things, whether there's, deaths and families or people are going through difficult seasons we've you know as a church in the last year have have seen a lot of difficult seasons Mm, and i've seen our church very intentionally 
care for those families, those individuals, those situations. Yeah, and, and like you're exactly right. There's so many needs and so many challenges that the world brings against us. And that's, that's what I love about what the Bible teaches us about the church, about the body of Christ. Is He tells us to love one another. He tells us to serve one another, be patient with one another, bear with one another. I mean, it's, it's a great community of people to be involved with, to know that you're loved and you're cared for. And, and we want to extend that to the community around us. And I think, like you said, we've talked about it. We, we, our ministry teams do a great job. Our small groups do a great job of caring for one another. Uh, you know, I, we're even looking at opportunities and praying about and, 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 and asking God to give us opportunities to extend that love around us. Uh, you know, I know that there's one particular group, Barbara Reese's group. Um, I love this because um, they are every quarter, every three months, they're trying to find a way to minister and or love or care. Uh, I guess I should use the word care since we're talking care. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, to care for the community. And so they, they gave poinsettias out to certain people uh, around the holidays at Christmas. They are loving on a, a local elementary school here uh, in the next few months. And I'm excited to hear what they're going to do uh, the, the quarter after that. I know that they um, are actively involved with Dot's Kitchen, which is a soup kitchen here in Westminster. And there's several teams and volunteers that are involved there loving on those people who were just coming to get a lunch that day. Um, I, I'm excited about this. I'll kind of brag on my, my young adult group. We meet on Tuesday nights. It's a, it's a college age kind of group. Some of them are in college. Some of them are working already. Um, but uh, they have um, decided to partner with Our Daily Rest. Uh, that's a, a homeless shelter in Seneca um, for this semester. And we are right now kind of walking through this process of praying for the workers there, praying for the residents there, um, and also asking God for opportunities for us to love and serve that organization and have that partnership. And, and, uh, and again, it's just finding ways to invest. Um, there's been a lot of, especially you mentioned COVID, a lot of sickness. There's been um, even some some deaths of, of late and and just as a church coming alongside those who are grieving. Um, I mean, we just even in our community, just to love on those people, it makes a big difference. Yeah. And I think that um, I, I don't mind this. And, and like I said, we're going to talk about like, you know, how how can we continue to do this? But I don't mind this podcast being an encouragement more than than anything else to say that like especially those at our church specifically which is you know going to be a large part of our, our listening audience um you know be encouraged that you know at least from jeremy and i's perspective we're doing a decent job of caring for each other yeah. really well and i think that you know the next natural progression and, and 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 we're doing some of those things like you just mentioned that next natural progression is how do we extend that to our bigger picture mission of caring for the world yeah, and there's and and I've thought about this in a number of ways, and as a as a as a preacher, I guess I kind of put it into these little these little uh, mnemonics like neighbors to nations, right? I mean, that kind of gives you the idea, the scope of okay, don't don't think that that unless God is calling you to go overseas or go out on the mission field. I mean, you and I were talking about a friend um, that we didn't know it was a mutual friend, right. um, you know, just before this, who's who's on mission in Canada. I mean, maybe God's calling you to go there, but it could very well be. And I think that for 95% of us, God is just calling us to go across the street, you know, and to love our legitimate, what we think about as being our neighbors, the people who live next door, the people who live right down the street, right? And, and find ways we need to be praying for them, 
but also caring for them. And that, that caring can be as simple as just getting to know their name and going over and saying hi and introducing yourself, right? It could be giving a gift. It could be inviting them into your home. It could be those kind of things. But, but, but we don't want to stop there. There legitimately is God calling us to go overseas, to go into another state. To We have missionaries in Panama right now that we are praying for and we're supporting financially and, and are working out ways, maybe hopefully in the future, to, to send some, uh, some teams down to help minister not only to the fosters, but also to the people that they're, that they're caring for there in Panama. And there's, we had a family come through back in November um, that uh, is getting ready to go on mission to Portugal. You know, so God certainly calls missionaries and sends us all over the place, right? Um, and so neighbors to nations is, is, is a way to look at the whole scope of how we're caring and who we're caring for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, it, you know, I think I talked about this in the last episode, you know, how, how to kind of take the pressure off yourself. And I think that, you know, caring for the world sounds like a big task, but caring for your neighbor is, is you know, maybe intimidating, but, but a simple task, you know, and and whatever that may be, I I think about just the simple touch points I have with my, my actual neighbors. And often it is just a good morning. I see them next door and my neighbor actually is probably better at it than I am because I'll walk to my car and I'll have my head down, my backpack on, I'm ready to, you know, get on with my day. And all of a sudden I'll hear, Hey neighbor. And I'll look up and I'm like, Oh, how are you today? Good, good to see you. Good morning. You know, and, and, and it's those little moments that are caring moments. And like I said, the caring comes from a place of love and the love comes from the father. So ultimately it is a small step, you know, you know, it does get bigger than that, than just a, a good morning in the, you know, on the day to day, but it is a part of the caring from the love from the father. Yeah. And, and but it also too, and uh, you know, um, there's a, a friend of mine and he has shared, he, he's been very intentional with this, this praying for his neighbors and praying for opportunities to care for them. And he will tell you that when you pray and you're genuine and you're asking for it, God's going to give you an opportunity. He even warns, he even tells you, he says, don't pray for it. If you're not willing to step up and do it you know, and make the most of that opportunity. And so, um, and why is that? Because I, I really believe this is what God wants. This is what he wants us to be about. This is what he wants us to do is to love and care for our neighbors. And so if we ask for it, he's going to give you opportunity, you know, and, and supply for that. You know, other ways to think about caring, though, um, is, is projects, places, and partnerships. Um, you know, and you might. And I, when I think about this, I kind of think about maybe as a family or as a small group or as a ministry team. I mean, there may be some projects. I mentioned my young adult team, you know, and 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 partnering with our daily rest. You know, there's there's some projects we can do. You know, we we might want to go and, um, you know, we can we can supply a meal for them. We can have a game day with them. We can um, there's different things we can do with that with that organization. Um, but there may be some projects here, uh, you know, back in, I guess it was November, there was a home right near us at the church and the high school team went and did some things with them and, and they cleaned up the yard, cleaned up the house, um, and just kind of loved on our neighbors that way. Uh, there may be some projects that you can do. Um, there's places, you know, I, I think if you think about caring for your neighbors, you can think about it geographically, you know, and say, okay, um, we want to, we want to love on this area of our neighborhood or we want to love on these streets or or maybe it's this section of the community that we want to show love to i know there's a group um that uh is 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 thinking about and praying about serving a uh, a community center that's near here 
and, and they're just thinking of ideas and ways to just love on that community center. Um, and so places and thinking about it geographically is another way you could you could do it. If there's a group of families um, who are kind of like minded and wanting to love on their neighbors, they adopt their neighborhood. Right. And just kind of love in that way. Uh, the partnerships, partnering with the organization, partnering with, uh, you know, the police departments, the fire, um, the fire departments, the, the EMTs or or daycares or, you know, soup kitchens or, you know, what there's all kinds of partnerships and things that are out there. Um, there there's so many opportunities that we have that we can care for and love our neighbors. It's just it's just where to start. You know, where do we want to begin? And, uh, and, and, and I think about the obstacles, like what, what keeps us from taking these steps and actually doing some of this stuff? Oh, I could go on. I know. <laughs> uh, general laziness, um, you know, uh, uh, an addiction to comfort, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, your routine, um, you know, not feeling qualified, um, you know, there's a number of things. Uh, I don't want to get too down in the dumps about it, but there's a lot of things that can be uh, obstacles that, you know, I, I think of for me, like, oh, someone else can do that. Or, you know, that's not my, like, I, I have no idea how to, you know, build a something, you know, I, all the, whatever it may be, I, are the things that I personally put up as obstacles all the time to caring for people. Yeah. And, and probably the word time is the biggest you know, excuse or, or challenge that we have is making the time for it. I mean, you know, caring for our neighbors, it's, it's, it's almost, it's countercultural. It's not something that we normally would just do. You know, we, 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 like I said, I mean, it's easy to live in a neighborhood and not be neighborly, right. you know, and, and, and that's something we have to work at. Um, but I would encourage you, you know, you know, to, to one, again, be praying about these opportunities, but be willing to do the hard thing. Be willing to shuffle your calendar. Be willing to make room for that. Be willing to, uh, to to have a conversation, to initiate a conversation. Be willing to do those things. God will give you what you need. He'll supply it. Um, you know, you mentioned too in, in that list that you gave. You know, not feeling qualified. Um, you know, somebody else can do it, right? Somebody else is better suited. But you know what? But you're the neighbor. You're the one that lives across the street. You know, God, uh, again, in the engagement project, this came out, you know, that, that God has purposefully placed you where you are and put the neighbors around you that he has. If he didn't want you there ministering to those neighbors, chances are you wouldn't be there to minister to those neighbors. And so you've got an awesome opportunity, an awesome responsibility that comes with that. Yeah, I can't help but think of um, my wife, Jenny, whose job is, is to care for people and if I had to describe, and it is her job, so that, you know, there's one thing, but it, it, is, it is a full extension of who she is. Um, if I had to describe the way she cares for people, it is, um, it's relentless, um, uh, especially in her job, but definitely in, in her life. Um, you know, if there is something that she cannot do, you know, to care for someone, you know, in her job or, or wherever, and this speaks to like the, oh, I feel unqualified is she will make sure to find the person to, to actually make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there may be something you're unqualified to do that would help to care for someone, but d- don't just assume that someone else is going to do it because that's not always the case. You may need to be that middle person to connect to, uh, someone else to get a, a task accomplished or to, to, 
rightfully care for someone. So like I said, if I had to you know, describe the way my wife cares for people in her life and job, it, it is relentless. So be relentless in your caring for people out, serve one another out, care for one another. Um, you know, make it your, your mission part of you. It is part of your mission to, uh, care for, for people better than the world. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and, and I love that word relentless. I love the word intentional, you know, and, and, and prayer kind of bringing this back in, you know, prayer care is not, they're not isolated from one another. We have to be continuing to pray as we're caring and looking for these opportunities, right? And, 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 and as you're asking God to, to give you opportunities, you know, we're praying for those people and, and praying to make the most of them. You know, so what do we do with it from here? What, 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 what's our, you know, we talked in the last one about, about prayer, uh, you know, about praying on your own, praying with your family, praying with your small group. Well, I encourage you to do the same thing. You know, take these ideas um, and the things that you notice in your community and, and around in your neighborhood um, and talk with your family about them. Get your family involved in them, you know, and, uh, and, and, and honestly, and, and pray for wisdom. You know, you talk about, you know, maybe there's somebody else who is better qualified. If you're, if you're in a conversation with a neighbor and something especially, you know, that needs professional, you know, guidance or, or input, you certainly want to be able to connect them to the right people. So pray for wisdom and how you do all of that and God will give it to you. But do it together with us as a family. Uh, bring these ideas. Talk to your small group. What are some ways, what are some ideas that you as a prayer and Bible study group can care for your neighbors? Is there, is there a place that you guys can focus on? Is there an organization you can partner with? Is, are there certain projects because of the skills and the gifts that you have represented in your group that you would just be best suited for? Would it be good for you to go build a ramp for somebody who needs a ramp, right? I mean, or, is, or, or deliver food to someone who needs food. I mean, what, there's all kinds of ideas. Talk about it together. So you're not by yourself. It's not just you, but you're on a team working together and praying together to accomplish the mission. Uh, we, we mentioned ministry teams, you know, with early childhood, elementary, you know, middle and, middle and high school, plus our adult prayer and Bible study groups. Those things are kind of self-explanatory, but I would really encourage you to, to, to think about it with your group. Yeah, and, if, and like I've said, this, is, this caring is all fueled by love that comes from God. And if there's a day you know that someone needs cared for and you just don't feel like it because we all have those times um you know pray for that extra dose of love that you need from him um to rightfully care for someone that really could need really might need it like truthfully need it um and you can do that on an individual level you can bring that to a, a group level and you can then ultimately can bring it to a church-wide level um and if we're doing this all individually and in our groups we will ultimately do it as a collective church, um, which fulfills a big part of our responsibility as an arm in this body of Christ. Yeah. You know, and to kind of wrap it up, last point that I'll make, and I think I alluded to these verses in, in our prayer session, um, but Matthew 25, where Jesus talks about the least of these. I was talking to a, a, a retired pastor even just this morning um, about this idea uh, where Jesus said, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me water. You know, Jesus talked about those things and said, you've done, if you've done these to the least of these, you've done them unto me. And those are the, you know, we ought to ask ourselves, that's the most basic, right? That's the most simple of things. Are we as a church, are we as a small group, 
is my family doing this? Do I even care enough to do these things to, to give somebody food who needs it, to give somebody water who needs it, to give away clothes who need it? I mean, these are the things we ought to just be about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully this has been encouraging to you um, as an episode of the podcast. And and like we said last time, if you go to the show notes or the description for this podcast, you should see a, a, a small group guide, a, a, a question guide, a discussion guide for you to take to um, your families, your small groups, or maybe just personally think through um, some of these questions that we have for you. Um, so we will see you next week for the final episode of this series on prayer, care, share. Anything else, Jeremy? All right, that's it for me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing what God does with all this. All right, we will see you next week on the next episode of the podcast.